Tune in to the hottest sports talk show on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. We're ready for a another week of great podcasting here um, on the station. Excited to have my guy, my co-host with me, David Duck Riley. Tonight is the X-Files, and then at 8 p.m. we're going to talk some women's basketball. Um, March Madness has officially started Selection Sunday last night. But let's turn to this one, the X-Files. Duck Riley, how are you? Doing well, Precious. Glad to be on. Looking forward to talking a little X-Files tonight. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, Duck, anytime I can get Steve Thornton, the long, tall, light-skinned brother, and Ricky Porter on the same show, I'm doing good. Oh, I'm God. doing good okay. for sure. Uh, Precious, <laughs> Steve Precious. Thornton. Yeah, Precious, you, you just asked me how I was doing, Precious. Okay, all right. <laughs> You ought to be really excited like I am. Steve Thornton, how are you, sir? I'm doing just fine, Francis and Mr. Mr. Riley. How are you guys doing? <laughs> doing well, Steve. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. My light-skinned brother, Philadelphia Eagle, just all everything Philly. How you That's doing, right. sir? What's up, man? Hey, listen, I feel, like, I feel like I need to go to the doctor after the intro from everybody else. I'm feeling left out. Don't, I sent you the long call light like skin, bro. I need some room. <laughs> I didn't leave you out. Proud. I promise not to leave you out for sure. All right, so let me get Mr. Brad, Carlos Bradley in here. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How's everybody this evening? What's going on, Mustafa? <laughs> 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 um, and last, just in order here, but not last for oh me, Ricky Porter. How you doing, sir? <laughs> Hello, Princess. How are you? And what's up, fellas? I'm good, sir. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you hear him talking? Hello, Princess. And what's up, fellas? <laughs> I'm happy we don't have video. Me too. I couldn't do it. My cheeks hurt. My cheeks hurt. (laughs) All right, Duck. All right, guys. Ricky, I want to start off with you because you've been in the front office and you kind of know how some of this stuff works. I just want to know, all of a sudden, two weeks ago, everybody's hot and heavy for Lamar Jackson. Yesterday, they say no, no, no teams are interested in him. Talk to me. You know, Doug, it's funny you started off with me with that question because I, I thought about that. And I'm just trying to figure this thing out. Either it's a conspiracy theory, either they're, you know, they get together and they decide to do this to try to keep the salaries down or whatever, but I just can't see a guy that talented I don't care about the good old boys network or anything like that. If I can get 
Lamar Jackson on my team. I'm going to do whatever I can to get him. And to think that it's like nobody's going after him or nobody's really showing much interest is something else to this that maybe that's why we're talking about it on the X-Files because I just can't understand this. How you how could you not be interested in him? Somebody. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I could sit here and name a few teams that would, but to, to answer that question thoroughly, to know what's going on, Doug, I, I'm, uh, it just baffles my mind to think about that. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this much. I'm going to tell you this much. If Baltimore is stupid enough to let him go, that's going to be the biggest mistake they ever made. I like the young kid that they got behind them. But I'm going to tell you, to go a whole season, you need Lamar Jackson there, and that's the guy that can get you to the promised land. So I I don't know what's going to happen with this. Duh. Okay. Let me me bring Carlos in. And uh, (laughs) Carlos. Jonathan. This Carlos, is, I think it's, little, I think a, it's pretty a, a, a simple. A little collusion, little collusion going on. No, no, on. no, 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 Doug. It ain't even a little. It's clear and <laughs> obvious collusion. The owners meet. How many times they meet a year? Three. Okay. This was decided months ago. How far they were going to go or not go with this money? They don't like dealing with him because he's his own agent. They don't like that part. But they already had decided where the money was going to go or not go. The only team that could even begin to talk to him, and correct me, fellas, if I'm wrong, would be the Jets as far as what money they have available. And he ain't – now, they started talking about that, that today, him going to the Jets. But it is just cold-blooded collusion. And we remember back in the day – when Walter Payton was playing, Walter Payton became a free agent. And once again, no one in the league offered him a contract. Was because they had already colluded, they had already talked, and they and everybody said, no, he's going to play for the Bears at whatever they're going to pay him, and that's what's going to happen. It's simple. I mean, we would like to think it's something grander than that, but it's no bigger than they had already talked probably around November, already knew how far they were going to go or not go. It's just collusion, period. Okay, uh, Steve, You had, first you had the Atlanta Falcons, the Jets, the Panthers. Now, all of a sudden, the whale dries up, and, they, and the Falcons and the Jets still don't have a quarterback. All the Panthers. Yeah. So the Panthers got the number one pick now, so. We'll have one shortly. We can't hear you, Steve. Can you guys hear Steve? I don't. No. No, I can't hear him either. Steve, do we have you? Maybe the Ravens cut him crazy. Can you hear me now? Maybe the Ravens, maybe the yeah. Ravens cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah we, we got, got you. We got you. All right, these headphones, the battery must be going out on them. So I switched to the to the old reliable, some 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 with the wire on them. So I'm good. Nice <laughs> cord. 
<laughs> but uh, as far as my boy Lamar Jackson is concerned, I, I heard uh, you know two excellent explanations, and and I really don't know what the deal is. I don't have that insider scoop to say that there's collusion going on, but there may be a bit of that too. Uh, but but I think the Ravens are are basically saying, you know, look, we're running this show, and and, and that's my feeling. Number one, I, I don't think it's a great idea to represent yourself. And you paint yourself into a bit of a corner because you don't have somebody out there reaching out saying, you know, it's just something you want to, might consider. Uh, it's just something that you might do. Um, I, I, I just think that there are limitations and drawbacks there. Although I don't, I don't think that it's necessarily negative or bad. But in this situation, when you are a marquee, um, and marquee quarterback, and you are a franchise quarterback, I think it really helps to have some representation. And this, the guaranteed money bit, I think, was, uh, was also a wrench thrown into the situation, if you will, um, you know, saying, I want what Deshaun Watson got, at least. And uh, it, like I said, you know, <laughs> I think there may be something going on in the background, but he kind of painted himself into a corner with that because if I'm on the outside looking in and you tell me, but I still would reach out to him, and you, but you tell me I'm not coming to your team, Steve, because I need, unless you are willing to offer me a guaranteed $250 million plus salary, I might say, well, hey, Lamar, good luck, man. You know, if you change your mind in any way, you know, reach out, which is what an agent would do. Reach out and let me know. But it, it is really a circus now, and I don't have a definitive or clear view of what's going on other than those two things I think are big issues, guaranteed money and him representing himself as a franchise quarterback. Like I said, I don't have a problem with the guy trying to represent himself, but, you know, it, I don't think it's a great idea in this situation. Let me, let me ask okay, you one thing. Is, is, it, is it the money? Go ahead. Or is it who's asking for the money? Yeah, so, and I'm glad you brought that up. Look, man, I tell you what, sometimes we do this, and I've talked about this before, we do this to ourselves. Um, there's not a white quarterback out there who's at a franchise level that would not ask for what he's asked for and has proven. Um, there's obvious that, that whether the first words to come to everybody's mind is collusion. So that was pretty obvious from where we come from. Um, it, it, to be a franchise quarterback, to know that you automatically have a chance next year if he's on your team to be in there. There are several things at play here. Um, you know, and, and, again, I don't take exception to him representing himself because if he's a white quarterback, this is not a problem whatsoever. You are already MVP of the league. What representation do you need? Uh, if this was luck when luck was around, if this look what Aaron Rodgers is doing to the league. Like Aaron <laughs> Rodgers has people dancing, and and he's on the downside without leadership. Um, so what I think we do, it's unfortunately as minorities, is we start making excuses up for what's happening up top. This is collusion. Um, the owner, who's the owner? Um, was Carolina's owner just passed a few uh, a week or so ago? Richardson. I saw Steve's, yeah. You know, I went back and watched his um, interview 
of when he, I think it was when he had a, a Cam on the squad. Let me tell you, he is a nasty owner. He told you what he wants. There's going to be no tattoos. It's not going to be. I think we take for granted that these are professional people that we're working with. They are not. They are not professional. Mm. And, and, and by the way, let's go through the concussions and, you know, the markers for us to them. You know, let's go that you can't take a helmet off. Let's go to black folks you can't celebrate. Let's go to Chip and them you can't have any swagger. I mean, time and time again, and there are exceptions. Unfortunately, I don't think that this young man has an, a, a choice but to ask for a guarantee. How could you not ask for a guaranteed contract? Deshaun Watson didn't do what he did already. He has no choice. He has to ask for that. Now, unfortunately, I don't think they want to pay, but then that makes me question, well, I thought there was hush-hush money with Deshaun Watson in the first place. But you've already opened yeah. that Pandora's box. How the heck you go pull that back for somebody like this? Now, I do think some people are playing, you know, playing dead that they don't want him and they may come up at the end. But there is absolutely some collusion, and this man deservedly needs to ask and deserves that. And, and we have, by the way, we have seen teams tank. We have heard coaches say the teams, owners have told them to tank. So they are really not concerned if their billions of dollars are coming in every year. The point is, you go do what I tell you to do, young man, and that's where we're at right now. That man's done nothing wrong but play and try to play hurt for his entire team. Um, somebody's going to pick him up at the very end, I believe. Um, I don't know about the money, but I hope that he gets his money. If not, please. Yeah. So we're talking about the money, Doug. We're talking about the money. And Deshaun Watson, last I heard, Cleveland restructured his contract some kind of way to free up $37 million on their cap. Yep. Now, is Lamar asking for what he's now renegotiated or what it was then, the 260? or so guaranteed before. This, I think, is where having an agent working for you would help you because that is their job, the checks and balances of everything that's going on around the situation. I think today's player is is so, you know, team went out the window just just like honoring the shield went out the window about eight to 10 years ago. All right. So now every player is out for themselves because they feel every owner is just out for himself. That's true. So it's no team. That might be a bright thinking. There might, you want to Carlos, that might be a brighter player. See, we keep looking at this from the old standpoint. Because the brighter players are trying to take care of themselves because they know ownership wants. It, and there's I something agree. else you brought I up. Agree. It, I agree. Now, I, what's going the on. rumor was, the rumor was, I thought I saw a tweet, and I don't know if anybody else saw this. I think uh, Lamar finally tweeted that he has never even asked for a guaranteed contract or something like that in the new negotiation. So I'm not sure how mm-hmm. accurate that is. I'll try to look that up while we're here. So, I, I, again, uh, the NFL puts out the narrative that they want to put out, and we have to be careful and read between the lines. Most of us here have had some sort of dealings 
and and we understand that the lines aren't quite what they show to the uh, to the public. Right, right. But in in not having representation, everything comes back to him. And I agree with you that it is play it is smarter for the player to take care of themselves now because that's the way ownership's looking at it. Also, we're gonna I'm gonna take care of myself. So you have no choice. You have no choice. Hey, but, hey, picture, just picture this. This is real. This is really kind of simple. Think of all the black quarterbacks who are very strong-willed in how they're treated. You go all the way back to Kaepernick. I mean, if you're a strong quarterback, you catch hell. So I, I think there's a great deal of this old boys mentality of how they deal with the quarterback with the coach, with the GM, and the ability to be in those positions or not to be in those positions. So um, I just think it's much greater than anything that he has that he has done other than being a strong man asking for what he deservedly gets. I, I, I think that is probably in a nutshell. If the system does not allow or will not allow him to ask and to receive what he is duly uh, deserving of. But if it's not guaranteed money, what is it? Wow. How do you not want them on your team? And you know, I, think the the collusion, I think the collusion goes so deep that I think it was Steve that said, I think in the end somebody's going to come up and sign them. Guess what? Not if you're in the good old boys network, you not, because you already agreed that you wouldn't do that. So I don't think what anybody's going to. Gonna, Pop up at the hey, end. What, hey, so let's picture this one, and this is part of the, the X Files. So, what happens when when Snyder ends up having to sell that Washington team, and you have a minority owner in there, and he jumps straight over there? Washington will then pay him. Yeah, but if you that if that, that happens, you don't want to go there. Yeah, if that happens, well, new ownership, then the whole thing is getting ready to change. There. If you have Bezos there, I think you have new new ownership. Yeah. That's they've already they said, said that Bezos is not they didn't they didn't invite him to the bidding um a gathering. So Bezos is already out. Um, okay. from from what I can't seen, control him. That, they can't control him. So they they said he's out. But I want to go back to a, a couple of things. Right now the Ravens are sitting at twenty seventh as far as cap space is concerned. So they really don't have any. And um as of last Tuesday when the Ravens said we're going to franchise tag Lamar Jackson 11 teams the next hour within an hour said they were not interested they would not be pursuing um, any deal with Lamar Jackson 11 teams within an hour of that so that in itself is is crazy but let's think too every NFL owner maybe except the Denver Broncos and I'm not sure all of them have to be late 60s 70s or pushing 80 like duck so, um, <laughs> I can't I'm just playing. Ricky laughing a little bit too hard at that, but go ahead, Princess. I'm always going to laugh for Princess now. You know that. <laughs> if that is true, we're talking about these gentlemen were born in the, 50, the 40s, 50s, 60s. So, I don't know any of them, the owners themselves, that are still receiving. Um, us as African-Americans, culture, black folks, whatever you want to call it, I don't think they're still receiving as well. And they're certainly not receiving a black man 
being no. the head or the, the face of their no. franchise. And, and I think it goes point. just that deep, for sure. Here we go. So, You're 100% and correct. Then I, the, the, and I, and I, I'm kind of calling Lamar out for this because the game is get an agent. Even if you're still, you know, negotiating everything, have somebody to go in there and, and take some of the blow because they're giving it to Lamar Jackson. But I also feel they feel disrespected that they think this young black boy can come in here and negotiate and knows what he's talking about. And I think they're treating him like that. That's um, the issue. And yeah, I wanna... the fact that – they're bold enough to come out and say, we're not even pursuing him. Right. You know, and I want to ask Ricky this, uh, Princess, because, uh, Ricky, it, you think it's true because we had heard a number of teams saying they didn't want to deal with Lamar because it would cost them two first-round picks. But in the past, we know for a fact they've given up more. Well, that, that, that's just a cover-up. Duck, you know as well as I do, uh, all of us know that. That's just the cover-up that they don't want to give that up because they've given up that and more for other quarterbacks mm-hmm. that probably wasn't as talented as Lamar. That, this is just a, another excuse they're using to be able to justify why no one's going after them. And, you know, I, I commend Lamar, and I do agree with what y'all are saying. You know, sometimes you need some, uh, an agent to go in there and take the blows. I do commend Lamar for doing what he's doing because a lot of times we will be on the back end of some of this. It's going to be players in the future that are going to start doing this. I believe some of the white players are going to perceive, be perceived differently and do it. Some of them probably have already done it. Uh, I think pretty much John Elway used to negotiate his own contract. Nobody really knew about that, but he just went in there and did it and, you know, because they gave him what he wanted. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of times that I'm saying I, I commend him for – stepping out and saying, I could do this, why give a percentage to someone else when basically, you know, that figure is going to be between slotted between this and this or something, I'm going to be fall somewhere. Well, I can negotiate that. Why give someone else that? And that's a smart move. I do agree with Princess when we come to this is when it's, what it's getting to now is because, like you said, it could be collusion. Now he's got to take them blows. And now if they do work to get him signed, Look at the temperature around that lock, not really the locker room, but just on that, that atmosphere, because this is going to get ugly before it gets good. I, I just it, believe it, that. It, so I, yeah, I have I another want, point of view. I'm sorry, real quick, Doug. So here's just a real quick take. So what happens, I know Ozzy wants him. You know, Ozzy has spoken highly of him and he wants him, but we know that franchise typically, you know, does not budge from their, you know, their business plan. What happens if after, you know, the, the allotted time, somebody else comes in, offers them his money? At that point, the Ravens are kind of off the hook and say, we have to match it. And then he comes back. Could that be, you know, could this be a ploy that, you know, Ozzy and them are, 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 are putting out there in order to get him back and to save face? I don't know. I, I, that would be my hope. Well, I just hope they match if that happens. Yeah, I want to. I want to move different, a little bit differently because, you know, we, we're talking about how, you know, they're, they're fighting Lamar and stuff back, you know, this is going back and forth. But I want to bring Steve in because, Steve, if you can remember, John Elway, Peyton Manning, and his brother Eli, they told the NFL they weren't going to these different teams. Right. 
I remember well. So, yeah, yeah, I, I remember yeah, that so well. I, so, Steve, you know, how, how is this so much different? You know, he's wanting a contract. Now you don't want to, you know, you don't want other teams don't want to give you a contract. But you have these white quarterbacks come out and say, I'm not, I'm not playing for that team. I, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I truly remember that because that's how I was with the coach at that time, and we were in Baltimore, and that's I remember um, that's how we got Chris Hinton because he I always said he is not coming to the coach. He demanded what he wanted, and that and look how long ago that was. And these these players, certain players can demand certain things like this, and they get away with it. They let him out of that. They could have just stood fast and said, well, if you don't play for the coach, you don't play for anybody. But they did. He threatened them by saying he's going to play baseball. And he was an okay baseball player. He wasn't that good. He wasn't as good as he is as a, as a quarterback. I'll say that. But, you know, could he have been a great baseball player? Maybe, but still, I think that was still a threat. I think football was where he was going to go regardless. Yeah. Right off the bat, though, my, my, my initial thought is those scenarios, are, I think it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. I do agree, though, that they made demand. But, you know, coming out of college, going into the draft, and a pro team is going to be like, we need to get something. And, and, and my phrase is always, something is better than nothing most of the time. So they're, they're like, if, if we say, hey, look, if you can come to us or you can walk, right? So you give up your first-round draft pick for that year. And I think in the NFL, it's uh, – and get nothing in return? That, that's not a scenario. That's not a deal that most franchises are willing to take. And most guys coming out of college, are, they're so elated to get drafted and to play in the NFL that, you know, they're hesitant, I think to say, I am not going there. Because, you know, right now, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm like Bryce Young, I'm not, I don't want to go to Carolina. That would be my take on it. And, and like it? I said, it, 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 pardon Could he pull it off? But isn't that a crapshoot, though? I mean, the draft is a crapshoot. They, they may make it. They oh, may turn sure. out to be a great player. They may not. You have a proven commodity in Lamar Jackson, who is Proven it year in and year out. First, they you know they they don't think he's the most articulate person in the world. They saying, well, you know, will he ever be able to make it in the NFL? Well, he's proven that because they they don't feel he's a, as articulate as they would like their quarterback to be. But the guy has proven it week in and week out, year in and year out. And to me, a, a proven young commodity is better than a crapshoot in the draft. To me. And, and you know, I don't disagree about, with that at all. We're talking at about all. the value uh-huh. and how much we're giving up. And Chicago just traded their first pick in the draft uh-huh. to – can you hear me? Hello? Somebody's got a little feedback. Yeah. They're talking on yeah. the line. Okay. They traded their first pick in the draft for this year's number one, next year's number one, DJ Moore, which is a proven receiver in the league, and next year's number two, if I'm not mistaken. So Correct. talking about giving up a lot, 
two number ones is like minimal that you're going to give up. You're going to end up giving up about three number ones, it seems like. So, I mean, I think it's very clear once again that they had already determined how much get, how much uh, space they were going to have in their in their their ceiling uh, to even give money. And like I, I said, I think New York is the only team that could even get in the forty forty five range at all. So, With, without this was clear collusion, clear. Yeah. You know, Carlos, Carlos makes a really good point. This is very obvious. We're looking at this from a business standpoint, and I think Princess, you know, brought this in. I don't believe this is much of a business uh, uh, decision as it is a good old boy's decision of who you are and where we're, what we're going to allow. I, I think it really stops right there because, listen, if I could line a Ferrari up against a Volkswagen and a Honda, I'm taking a Ferrari if I'm trying to win. So if you don't pick that Ferrari, you know, I got to look at you crazy. There's something going on that I'm unaware of. And see, that's why they reworked Deshaun's contract to say, look, and because Deshaun's going to do whatever they say anyway, because it's blood money anyway. We already know that. And so (laughs) he's going to take whatever and say, yes, yes, sir, master, I'll take that. And then he dropped down to whatever they said they're going to pay him now. So then the Ravens are going to turn around and go, okay, you want what Deshaun got? Let's look at what he got now. Okay, so that's what an agent would have done for him. I don't know if Lamar is doing that. Okay, Deshaun dropped, so maybe I'm going to drop. Okay, what's the top? What's in the middle of the top five? Where do I want to be? I don't know. Listen, I well, imagine. Part of this too, though, I was just good. Part of it is Lamar, and he hasn't really said anything. You know, and, and we're holding him accountable. out there wheeling and dealing and trying to negotiate, and he's basically been very, very quiet through all of this, which I don't think bodes well for him either. You've got to have somebody representing you in these types of scenarios so that you can get what you want. Because do we believe somebody do mentioned we believe that, 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 that he does system? not have somebody in his corner? I, do I believe that be, he doesn't? I just got and even if he doesn't have an agent, obviously, I am certain that he has got somebody. He, you know, he and a LeBron are friends. Him and others, you know, who have been through things that are very similar to this. Um, it's, it looks corner. like the NFLPA is letting him down, also, because that's who was supposed fair. to be counseling yeah. him. Yeah, I don't who? believe that he has. He is as inexperienced sitting back there as we believe. I just don't believe that from that young man and his mother. I am. I would believe if they took this on that they have somebody that they have spoken to, you know, to say that you know this is what it looks like. This is how it could play itself out. That, that would be my to speak up. Well, maybe they, no. They, maybe they not to speak up. Why? The question: What is the purpose of speaking up? He's an MVP, so he can get the, the money's already he feels he no, deserves. No, no, but he's already put that out to him. I already told you what I deserve. I'm MVP. I've already showed you what that other contract is like. I've already beaten those numbers. I have showed you what we have done with this team. I have showed you what we have done with this city. I do not need to speak anymore. I put it out there, and I need you to meet my numbers. If you do not want to, I believe that that young man will sit out the entire year. 
That's a good point. Anybody else think he would sit out the whole year? I agree with that. I think he would, too. I, I, I just think he would. Wholeheartedly because I, what is there I for think, him to I, gain? I think he would. By sitting out the whole year. But this is about principle at this point. This is it. This well, is much okay, deeper. Well, if you want to take principle over Washington's and Lincoln's, then he, then he he's going to be right on on par with that. Well, and, and somebody, I'm not being, trying to be argumentative. I'm just no, saying no, no. I, I don't I don't see the value though in him sitting out this year based on principle. He is a different type when, of when player. When you're trying to get paid, well, they're not going to pay him. They're so going to pay him what he make wants. The same amount. He's, well, fair enough. They're going to pay him what they're – I forgot who the analogy was, the comparison. They're paying him what a middle-of-the-road quarterback is getting nowadays. True. Yeah, that's, uh, that's unacceptable. That's a slap in the face. He's a different type of person. Um, and unfortunately, uh, as we go through history of who we are, you, know, you could go back to the Ali's, the, the, you know, Lou Alcinders, the Browns, and all the Russells who have stood up. Unfortunately or fortunately, depending on what side you're looking at it, it appears that that's where we're at right now. He is making that type of a decision as we speak. Either you're going to Larry, pay me you know, or I choose. Yeah, Larry, you, the thing is, on this type of franchise tag, they they would only pay him uh, just $32 million. I don't know if he could live off of that. That's <laughs> <laughs> he dropped, but... I think it's too. You know, I've kind of read in some someone's. I'll get him back in here. That it's 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 bigger than that. Again, I say yeah. it's how they receive this, and the fact that some are saying, okay, Lamar Jackson is coming in to negotiate with us. He's not smart enough to wear a suit. He's wearing you know his casual clothes, and he's not smart enough to take those plaits out of his head. Get somebody to represent him, and I've heard that has been said. I agree with you, Princess. It's perception. I feel like exactly. it's 80% of what's going on here is how Lamar is perceived. And, 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 mm-hmm. and as exactly. bad as it is, when, when you're on the sideline, you got sunglasses on, plat hanging out from under, a baseball yeah. cap turned backwards, that is not the face that these guys want. Now, is that right? Heck no. And I could use the other word, too. I, I won't, won't go off on the radio, but it's not right. But it is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree with That's you there. And he, and he does not appear to be sometimes he, – he isn't the most articulate man in the world. Let's just face that part. He is an outstanding football player, and he is a great quarterback. But they are using the perception and, – and I was going to say earlier, the end of last season did not sit well with the Baltimore Ravens, no matter what anybody said. That's right. Yeah, yeah he was protecting right. his future, yeah. But was he hurt? Or, or, or was he, you know, saying, hey, look, I'm not going back out there until I get this deal. And, and they're using all of that against him, I think, right now. You Baltimore. know, we're talking about perception. When Jerry Richardson uh, drafted Cam, he brought Cam in, and he said to him, you're going to be the face of my business. I need you to look a certain way. I need you dress in a suit, mm-hmm. are you going to get tattoos? I think Larry brought this up. Are you going to look a certain way? Up until Jerry got removed from the team, Cam looked that way. From When Jerry left, Cam started looking however Cam wanted to look. 
So like the perception of him and the way Wearing everything church hats changed. And capri pants. He, he, his whole persona, <laughs> Carlos, just re, it really went off the rails. Yes, and it did. I, I think, he looked like Jackie O'Neill since the last time I saw him. Exactly. <laughs> he has to take some ownership of that. Really. Now, now seriously. Even even we here said, okay, what did Cam have on in the press conference? He yes. went really sideways. Yes. Um, yes. And you have to be aware if you're trying to chase dollars, money, whatever, whatever the game is, play it. Don't be offended yes. or disrespected. If that's what you want to do, play that game. And, and at see. the end, he didn't play it very well at all. Agreed. We, we keep talking about perspective. And, Ricky, I don't know if you, you've been around when you guys had your meeting, how important that is and has it ever come up. What, what meetings are you talking about, Doug, like when we're talking about drafting people or something? Yeah, just like, just like we're, on the, we're talking as a group, and you're sitting around with Loomis and different guys, and, and a certain guy's name come up. And they can, uh-huh. they kind of look side-eyed or something without coming out saying, oh, yeah, mm-mm. That, that happens. But what they do is that they, they – they, in this time and era, they're not blatant enough to come out and say it, but they say it in a way that – and we're smart enough to read between the lines that we know when they're describing a kid, you know, and if – let's just say that they're not sold on a kid. It's certain words they use, it's certain ways they'll talk about the kid or say certain things, you know. Uh, they won't say specifically what it is. Now, I'm sure some staffs do that. They'll come right out and say it. The ones I was around, around would say it, but you knew what they were talking about, okay? Um, like Y'all I said, listen. I think it was, it, it was mentioned with Lamar. Lamar might be one of the smartest cats going. I've never been around him and met him, but the way he speaks, it was something said about that, and that was the concern about drafting as a quarterback so high. Is he is he smart? Is he intelligent? Evidently, they did their work and realized that you know he's a pretty smart guy. Just just doesn't articulate very well. But yeah, uh, yeah Doug, that does come out. Uh, they, you know, I'm sure in the in the meeting rooms now, the war rooms now, they're probably even more careful about making certain comments because they know at this point, you know, we're kind of fighting back right now and we're going to say what we want to say too. But yeah, things are said like that and it's, uh, it's not fair, but it is what it is. Yeah. All right. We're going to come back to Lamar probably next month because I'm sure we're having more Lamar stories, but I want to come to uh, Larry. (laughs) Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what what we think is going to happen with the Washington team right now. We 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 know they're talking about you know Schneider's out there, but they're not going after. I don't think we're gonna get in there as far as a minority to buy the the Commanders. Larry's not on right now, Doug. Go to the next person. All right, Carlos. Oh, Carlos, that's opening this up for you, man. Then Larry can come back and argue. All right, so there hasn't been, from from what I've read, there hasn't really been a lot of movement at all. They're just talking about Bank of America was looking into, you know, possibly doing something with Snyder, and it kind of died there. 
Um, they also were trying to see if they could um, keep, well, not keep that case out of uh, out of public eye, but going into John Gruden's case, they really want to try to keep that out of the public eye because it all doubles back to X-Files to 644,000 emails that still need to be brought forward. You know, it can't just be six, and that's the only six that this language was used in. Where are the other 644? And we can see what other language and what other people were incriminated in this same type of uh, behavior. But um, to stick with the Washington franchise, Doug, I haven't really seen a lot of movement in any direction. I don't think a minority on any point um, would be getting in there. Um, I did hear some so a little bit of noise about an Indian group actually was trying to do something oh, with it, but I that was months ago, and I haven't heard any more about that. Steve, you, you just heard what Carlos said, but when I was growing up, Washington was called CC. So my thing is, we we can't get we can't get any love from the owners where we can kind of get a, you know a minority share or something. So, so somebody might be willing to sell a minority share, but the sticking point from what I've seen is that Snyder wants $6 billion, and he refuses to budge from that number. I think Bezos has had offered like $5.6 billion. Of course, 5.6 is not six. And so there's, and there have been other uh, on? bids on the team. Um, I think one of the Waltons had had offered up like four and a half billion dollars, but Snyder wants six, and that seems to be the sticking point. And it would be great to, to see some type of a a minority type of ownership with the uh, Commanders, although that name really sucks. But <laughs> uh, I agree that that seems to be the sticking point. You know, he wants $6 billion and that seems to be where things are right now. And and, and, and I think the um, – it was just – not I won't say last week, but it wasn't too long ago, like I said. And here, I'm looking at the Internet now to see, too, that um, the Houston Rockets owner came in and offered like five and a half, $5.5 billion. But so the six seems to be the sticking point with Snyder, and that seems to be where things are hung up. Right now, but I do agree with. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it was Ricky who said it earlier or Carlos that uh, you know all those emails. It's a whole lot of stuff in there, and I think they want to get this thing sold before all of that becomes, if it ever does, become public uh, and public knowledge. Hmm. Yeah. All right. All right, Ricky. Larry your is thoughts? On. Okay, Ricky. What, what's your thoughts on? Uh, can, can we get something in CC? Can we get a minority share? <laughs> you know, you said CC, that took me back, Doug. <laughs> I had to think about it. CC, what's that? Oh, oh come Chocolate on, City, baby. Come on, Parliament. Chocolate City, Parliament. Come on, oh, Fred. We got to play. Hey, that's going to be your theme. <laughs> hey, Doug, when you say play my theme music, that's going to be your theme music go. next time. 
But uh, right, Prince, you gotta pull it up. This is a, right, this is and this is um uh, this is a tough one here, man, because basically I'm sure Snyder's pissed because you're gonna it's like anything else. You're gonna make me sell more. And so basically he's gonna say, Well, y'all pay the price. Now what's gonna happen if nobody gets to that six billion? Or if it gets to six billion and he said, Well, you know, I think I it's a little worth a little bit more, six point five. Okay. Can you really make this man lower his price? Uh I don't know. I don't think he wants to sell the team, to be honest with you. And if he does, does he have the right of passage to say, uh, let's say somebody comes in there and say, okay, I'll give you six mil, I mean six billion for it. Does he have to sell it? Or will he do something like this, go back to the guy at 5.9 or 5.8 and sell it to them just to keep a minority out of there? I mean, right now, we don't know how deep this thing goes, and we don't know yeah. how many other owners are talking to him. This this thing is much, much bigger than us. And behind closed doors, no telling what's going on. Yeah. I would love to see it, like you said, because it's CC, but it, I, it scares me to think that it, it will happen. I don't know. Even though the city is, what is that, 85 90% black? Yeah. But I think that what they, what they used to say in that song, Doctor said the only thing only thing white in D.C. is the White House. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I love you, C.C. <laughs> I love you, C.C. My piece of the rock. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was your question, Doc? I was having issues with my phone. <laughs> uh, we we try, we're trying to get a little minority share going with this uh, the commanders. Uh, well. It, I know one of the uh, um, owner leadership groups was of uh, Moroccan descent. Um, uh, it's still a minority. Uh, I can't remember what, who he's with. I know Lemon was still there, and then you still had Josh Harris. You know, Josh Harris, I'm not sure, it, it, from the, uh, the Sixers, not a minority ownership. And then you still have Bezos, and uh, part of Bezos' team is still Jay-Z. Um, I do believe uh, somebody mentioned whether or not uh, he would have to take a certain amount of money or a certain bid. I think that had to be agreed upon by some of the other ownership. Um, so I, I believe ownership could kind of force him to take a bid maybe over another bid. So I'm not positive on that, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure about that. Um, I, I'm telling you, I don't know why. Um, I know he's still got this uh, litigation going on. I believe that this ends up and there is some sort of minority ownership in there uh, coming up next year. Um, I don't know why, but um, uh, he's going to have to sell this team. I know he does not want to, but the league uh, wants him to, and ownership does want him to. So they're going to force him out. Um, He's going to, you know, he's going kicking, as you can see. But I do believe that there's going to be some kind of a minority ownership. And it to be, you know, Josh Harris from, you know, the Philadelphia area, you know, was, a, you know, him and his ownership were the ones that went and got uh, Meek Mills out of jail. You know, they put all that money into Meek and uh, having him at the games and, you know, being a, you know, a front man for them. Um, so I'm not sure Josh Harris wouldn't somehow along the way, you know, invite some minority ownership in there also. So um, I still yeah. think that this is a good time 
for um, a minority to jump in. And I do say, and I've said this all along, we said this since we started this, um, Washington will sell that team. He's going to go down with this. Again, he still has litigation. Um, and, and I do believe there will be minority uh, ownership. Okay. Maybe Anybody have an input on that? Well, I know Josh Harris, uh, one removed from Josh Harris, I know he would definitely bring in minority um, partners in Meek and Jay-Z. He's tried to do that before. He has since sold his share in the 76ers because he owns a casino. So I don't know Mm -hmm. if you can own an NFL team and own a casino. I know you can't own part of an NBA team and own a casino. So I don't know if there's some legal issue there. But Josh would definitely do that. But he was trying to buy before. um, That was with Richardson. He was trying to buy the Panthers, and Richardson directly told him, I'm not selling to you because you will bring minorities into ownership. He said that to him. Once removed from me, I know the people he said that to. Wow. He said that to Josh Harris. Well, and, and Josh is Jewish, so, yeah. I'm the sure thing I don't get is how do you, how you are the corrupt person they're kicking out, how do you get to pick your predecessor? That's crazy to me. You should be because kicked out, out, and the league should be able to pick who comes into their fold after that. He told yeah. Josh Harris, you're out, and he picked some uh, venture capitalists from New York who probably had the same – thinking as he does. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You you see ownership in basketball is much younger. You know, Princess pointed out these guys, you know, these are the civil rights guys. And they weren't yeah. on the, our side. Yeah. There were none of these none of these guys were on our side during the civil rights. I agree. Um, That's a very good point. Very good yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just and just in support of that point. Let, let's not uh, let's not forget that the, these owners. We don't want to make this thing too black now, okay? I mean, there you go. You're right. That's really the bottom line. It's like you yeah. bring some some Jay Z, and you know, people already, you know, when they complain about halftime at the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, no, you're right. And and no. you're talking about bringing in some people point. of color to own yes. an NFL football team. And you are one of these thirty other thirty thirty one owners around the league. They're, they're sitting back and it's like, hmm, not on my clock. No. See, this is Grand no, I told you. even though it's Snyder's team, I think the like someone said the end up the, the NFL organization does have mm-hmm. some input. Yes. Yes. The NFL is up to about eighteen billion in profits, eighteen billion dollars. They said around 2018, when they were around 14, that by 2024, they wanted to be up to $20 billion, and they are right on the brink of that. And I think what's going to happen by 2024, the Washington organization and other organizations are going to be looking to cash out and move on because their kids, grandkids, I know with the with the Chargers, it's like the – the nephew of the owner is not even his kids anymore. 
that that are into running the franchise, but they are going to be moving on. The old money is going to say, okay, I'm going out, I'm getting mine, I'm leaving, and then it's going to be a new regime, and it might change a couple times. But I think things are really going to start changing in 2024. You know what I, I want to say? I, I really think we got to be smart with this Washington thing. As much as I would love minority ownership, and I hope that we do get it, but I don't know who said it before about who you're putting in there too, because believe yeah. it or not, it goes back to the Lamar Jackson thing. You got this this owner saying, "How in the hell you think this blank gonna come in here and tell us and negotiate himself and tell us yeah. what we gonna pay him?" That's the same thing. If 31 owners go against this one owner, trust me, when they have owners' meetings, it's going to be two owners' meetings. It's going to be one that he comes to and one that he doesn't know about. It's going to be things they're going to be in. It's going to be a big mess if they come in there too strong right off the bat. And then it's going to be 30, uh, you know, 31 owners against one. Now he might not know that, but that's the way it's gonna come down. So you got we gotta find a person that can get in there and work the system, just like we've always had to do, and work our way in there to where you make them believe what you think what they think they wanna believe, but you're still doing your thing. And yeah, that's the way yeah. this thing has to go because it could turn out just like Lamar Jackson. These these, these you know, they 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 turn their nose up at him now. Like who who does he think he is? And that's the same thing they're going to do if that ownership in Washington, and I hate to say it like this, if they perceive it as being too black. Yeah. And if it comes in like that, they're too powerful right now. It's 31 against one. Let me ask this, though, real quick, Rick. And and, and I think you're 100% correct. But will the NFL at that point take on the Deion Sanders you know, uh, a type of uh, uh, aura where uh, free agents all of a sudden are looking at Washington as a destination, Chocolate City, you know, East Coast, you know, a a, a different style of life. Does it kind of become a place, a destination all of a sudden? You know, remember Miami, prior to the new Miami, Miami was old and dead until they reinvented themselves. Could that happen with, you know, some hip ownership? And, by the way, they still have to play it close to the vest, like you say, also. You can't be too bright. Right. I got you. That's a, that's a shame. They can be as white as they want, but we can't be too black. I, I mean, yeah. you're right. I agree yeah. with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys, we're going to end it there. Let Princess take us out and next week we'll have next month we'll have a little CC going with a little parliament. Hi, Princess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little parliament. Come on. Pr- All right, Pr- gentlemen. Princess, don't, you, don't you let don't that get to you, Princess. Come on now. <laughs> don't let that oh. um, make me too black. Is that what you're doing, right, right, Ricky? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Precious, because if you hear any noise, hear any noise, it's just me and the boys. Me the boys. Get the noise. That's the new theme song. Listen to the light skin brother. Listen to it. It's just me and the boys. All right, Carlos, Brad, Larry, Tuesday, Steve Thornton, and Ricky Porter. I appreciate you guys. Duck Riley, I'll see you at the top of the hour.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.